Super 6 underwhelm as Chris Wood fires home 20 points. The FPL headlines for this game week are number one, we discussed the double game week in 35 or the potential double game week and the blank game week in game week 36. Now, obviously, all, all of this information is pending, but we're going by what Ben Krellin thinks there's a 70% chance of happening and it's worth the discussion anyway. And our second headline is we discuss our differentials for the season running. Welcome back, listeners. It's Monday, the 26th of April, and we're recording just ahead of the game week finale, Leicester against Palace. We've got another Friday night deadline coming up. And so, again, we're recording just before the game week's finished. It's not ideal, but we want to give you time to cram in the episode ahead of that deadline. Like I said, it's on Friday and we've got many ideas to fix this for the next season as well. As always, I'm Rich and I'm here with my co-host, who thankfully has a respectable FPL rank this season. He hasn't tripled up on Aston Villa defenders, but he did sell Seamus Coleman at the wrong time. Hi there, Josh. Evening, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, actually. It's sunny did outside. did sell Seamus Coleman at the wrong time. You're right. He's done all right recently, hasn't he? He has. And I've got Luca Dean and like Coleman's completely outshining him, getting yeah. subbed off at the right time, okay. getting dodgy, dodgy assists. Class act, isn't he? Yeah. So Seen do you regret it. that decision? Not in, the, <laughs> not in the slightest. I can sleep at night now. Not that he ever played for me, but, um, you know, just, yeah, just having him in my squad was just not, it was, uh, yeah, definitely one, one of my errors this season. Yeah, the, the talisman of your team, or, or mascot, rather. Um, yeah, but should, bench, should we... bench warmer, physio, war, <laughs> war boy. So this week's guest, he does weekly YouTube streams and videos. He's a writer for Fancy Football Hub and boasts two top 20k finishes, with his highest being 10,997th. So please welcome to the podcast, Harry Daniels, aka FPL Tips. Hi there, Harry. Hi, how are you guys doing? Yeah, good, good. Um, and what about yourself? You've yeah. had a very consistent season. It's been, it started very well and then it's been pretty flat in terms of moving around my rank but i can't complain seeing as it's flat at a at a rank i'm happy with that's the thing well that's the best place to to be flat <laughs> but yeah. when, you're, when you're right up because I, I mean a couple of mini leagues and i've noticed you're always regularly at the top and have been pretty much since the first couple of game weeks would that be right yeah so uh about game week five i played that wild card which a lot of people did and it went very well so sort of kane and son when they really started going i had both of them and a few other decisions which yeah, that was sort of my season-defining moment, I'd say. Nice. And what what's your aim for like a rank this season? Uh, well, I suppose, I mean, coming into the season, it's sort of, I suppose, top 50k I'd be happy with. Top 10k is the aim. So as you said, I've never technically had a top 10k finish. I finished just outside by about two points because I, I'm a Chelsea fan and it was John Terry's last game. Um, and I brought him in and captained him um, when he got taken <laughs> off after 17 minutes in like his testimonial. And basically, if I'd have done anything else, I would have a top 10K finish. Um, but I'm hoping at the moment I am cl- as close as I've ever been to, to having one. So did you go oh. to the game? I didn't know. Oh, I was going to say, could you imagine if you did? God, you'd be absolutely uh, effing and blinding all yeah. over the place, wouldn't you? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I Part of me feels sorry for you, but then also you did captain John Terry. But I understand why, being a Chelsea fan. Is but... that is, is that a lesson learned for Sergio Aguero game week 38? Yeah, he's not getting my... And then it was David Silva last season. Yeah, who, yeah. He played yeah, more minutes a, but didn't do anything. You're a romantic when it comes to FPL then. 
Yeah, I'm not going near Aguero. Might I might have him, but I won't be captaining him on the last day of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on your captain's game week 38 <laughs> for sh- for sure, Harry. Um, but let's get straight into our into our game week. So, like I mentioned, we've still got the Leicester game coming up um, in a couple of hours, but we wanted to get the episode out. So, if we come to you first of all, Harry, how how's your game week been? It's been pretty flat, to be honest. I mean. I've had two returns, one from Salah and one from Rudiger, both of who are very highly owned, so Chelsea defence and then Salah. So, I mean, neither of them have done anything good for my rank, but I still have technically four Leicester. So I've got Vardy captain, Iheanacho and Schmeichel left to play, and that's kind of my game week defining. If, if Vardy gets a return, it will give me a green arrow. So it's basically down to him how my game week goes. Nice. Yeah, we better power through this episode because the listeners are going to know what's happened already. So yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's hard to say how we feel about that yet. But what about yourself, Josh? Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. I mean, I'm on 43 um, at the moment. Um, it's not been a bad game week. Um, I've got a decent green arrow out of it. My game week ranks pretty good. Um, but I've only got Ian Acho to go for tonight's game. So it's a little bit damage limitation for me, really, just trying to hold on to the green arrow um, at the moment, really. Moves, I did um, Sun to Bruno uh, and gave him the captaincy. Um, I just felt that it was being overlooked a little bit. Um, I felt that, you know, he absolutely smashed it against Leeds um, earlier in the season. Um, when uh, they played them at Old Trafford and I felt that it was a, a really good fixture for Bruno and obviously he was he was due a haul after blank in the last couple of weeks um, but it wasn't to be you know Leeds are, Leeds are obviously um, turned things around defensively recently um, Bruno's you know obviously I know from a stats perspective he's not been amazing recently but I felt like you know, it could uh, he could definitely be be due a haul, but it wasn't to be. But yeah, not not too bad. Um, so hopefully I can, yeah, survive tonight with just Ian Acho and uh, and yeah, keep hold of the green arrow. How about yourself, Rich? Um, I was just going to say, I mean, it was a bold decision on Bruno, but I do understand why you did it. Um, yeah, I did it for two reasons. It was it was the captaincy this week, um, and it was this. Uh, you know this this double game week 35 that we are going to be discussing shortly, um, where United for me are probably where I'd look to with the captaincy. And although Bruno's points recently is not where you'd go, I am always been someone that that captains the uh, you know the the premium big hitters. I don't I don't typically put my captaincies on the likes of Lingard and Ianacho when they're in form. I, I, I do try to try to uh, stick with the premium assets. Yeah, and I would take the mick out of Brewster, but I've had several players who scored less than Brewster's two points. So um, going going into the game week, you should, I ended should up... should have five, though. Remember that. You should have five points. Yeah, I saw you complaining to official FPL, but they yeah. just... Did I, get, did I get a reply? No. And it was surprising, really, because I thought with your connections doing, you know, one video call with them, that they might, um, they might have replied and added the points for you. But yeah. maybe you need to be on a couple more times. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, my game week, I mean, it's it's a bit like Harry, really. Um, but mine's been a complete disaster so far. I had to do a minus eight. Well, no, that's a lie. Didn't have to do a minus eight, but it ended up doing a minus eight. I removed Son, Cancelo and Phillips because um, Phillips was injured. I decided I'm going to just keep thinking about Trent every week if I don't do it. Even though I have reservations about Liverpool as a whole, I just thought I'd rip the Band-Aid off. So I got Trent in. 
I got Madison in to complete Molester Triple Up, and I went for Matt Target in the end, and it was a few for a few reasons, and I'm sure we'll get into it later on. Um, but Aston Villa and Everton do have a double coming up, and I just thought it's a nice way to get into the the Villa double, but also a nice player that I can bench, and it enabled me to get Trent. Um, but I've got Triple Leicester. I'm on 24 points minus eight, so I'm on 16 points, but. Like Harry, I've got Cavardi captain, I've got Ian Acho, and I've got Madison as well. And I believe all three are going to start. So it's it's all on Leicester now. It's all on Leicester. But we'll move on to Alan. Uh, so we haven't had Alan for a few weeks, but he's prepared a few stats for us. So over to you, Alan. Hi, guys. Alan back with some stats. And since we're recording mid-game week, as usual, we're going to look at a roundup of the past six matches and some team stats. So, start off defensively and not much has changed. Chelsea are still at the top with 156.5 minutes per XG conceded. They're followed by Brighton at 141.4. Then there's quite a gap to Man City at third. Those extreme numbers they were producing last time we had an update of this kind have dropped down a bit and they're now at 116.4 minutes per XG conceded. Man United and Leicester are fourth and fifth at 113.9 and 103.5 respectively. And despite losing 4-0 to Burnley at the weekend, Wolves come in as the sixth best defence over these past six matches, with an XG conceded of 95.6. Unluckiest defence have been Leeds, conceding four more goals than XG would suggest. They've also improved quite drastically at the back and are now mid-table where minutes per XGC is concerned. Uh, considering they've faced Man City, Liverpool and Man United in the last three games, that is quite impressive. In the bottom for defences, we find Sheffield United and Crystal Palace, followed by Tottenham, who somewhat surprisingly are the third worst team for minutes per XG conceded. Just in time for that double game week, eh? Despite being chastised for playing boring football under Tuchel, Chelsea have actually been the best team in the league for minutes per XG produced at 47.6 minutes. They've also been the second unluckiest team, scoring two goals less than expected. I guess we'll call that the team of Werner factor. Second and third are Man City and Man United, followed by Newcastle at fourth. So, are we seeing a drastic improvement here for Newcastle, or is this just short-term variance? Well, Newcastle played a 10-man West Ham and a defensively poor and popeless Burnley in this period. Still quite surprising, to me at least. Chelsea were the second unluckiest team, and if you bet on Wolves for their good fixture run, you've actually been a bit unlucky. They should have scored three more goals according to expected data and have been the most unlucky team. And also, if you got Neto, not knowing he had a previous injury that Nuno knew all about from beforehand and never mentioned in the presser just before he uh, played 20 minutes and had a season-ending injury, well, you just have more ammo to claim this season deserve an asterisk in your mini-leagues WhatsApp chat. Uh, well, that's the stats roundup for this time. Back to you, Rich. Thank you, Alan. And just a quick one on Patreon. So if you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, you can Google FPL Surgery Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Of course, we want to thank all of our patrons. And in particular, we give a shout out each week um, to those who pledge at the highest tier. So those people are Ron Frosk, Andy Portlock and Ross from FPL Merch. So thank you very much, everyone. And we'll go straight on to those headlines. 
So our first headline, it's quite up in the air at the moment, but double game week in 35 and blank game week 36 is something that's 70% predicted by Ben Krellin. So we're going to just assume that this may, may well happen. Now we know for sure that Villa and Everton have got a game that needs to be rearranged against each other. Um, as we as we touched on before now if what ben says is true game week 34 will be normal but then game week 35 and i can't stress this enough it's not been confirmed would see doubles for aston villa crystal palace everton southampton arsenal chelsea leicester and manchester united and then four teams would blank in game week 36 those teams are arsenal chelsea leicester and man united so if we come to you first of all, Harry, because I believe you, you've got your free hit as well, which might make this even even more interesting. But what are your first thoughts on the potential double game week and, and blank game week? It's always exciting to have one this close to the end of the season. I think it allows people to make up a lot of ground rather than just having sort of four standard game weeks. I do have my free hit, which again makes it slightly easier um, and more fun for me to navigate this than probably the average person is. I hope it does happen as it looks although the double game weeks aren't quite as entertaining and as juicy as maybe we'd hope there's a lot of one good fixture and and one tough fixture for a lot of those teams and then especially for people who don't have their free hit having a double and then a blank for a lot of those top teams makes it quite hard to navigate oh it does i mean there's two that would stand out for me that would be maybe palace and everton because palace have got sheffield united and southampton and everton have got west ham and villa but obviously i guess the problem there harry is those teams haven't been the most consistent have they <laughs> no absolutely and then and then the other issue is especially if you either if you're on your free hit or if you're not you then get stuck with them going into game week 36 37 38 so palace have villa arsenal liverpool and everton have sheffield united wolves man city yes there's a couple of good games in there slightly after but you don't want to be stuck with two or three everton and palace assets in your team after them no true but at least they play um yes I guess with Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester and United, if this happens, then game week 36, they wouldn't play at all. Yeah. And so I guess you wouldn't want too too many of them, as especially as a lot of people have quite a few Chelsea, etc. Um, and it's actually why, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but why I've got three Villa, well, two Villa defenders, a Villa goalkeeper and an Everton defender is just because, you know, I know that I know they're going to double at some point and they're not going to blank. But we've got a question on Twitter from FPL Rookie 48 who asked game week 35 or game week 36 for free hit. So, I mean, Harry, you've you've got, obviously got free hit. So do you have a preference there? Yeah, so I kind of think, I mean, it's team dependent, but it, it in theory, it doesn't make that much difference. Um, and I think the deciding factor for me is with those four teams who double and then blank is whether I want them for game week 37 and game week 38 so their assets do I want them for the final two if I don't want them then I can free hit in the 35 and I'll sell them for 36 and that's fine and I won't have them whereas if I do want them then I'll have to free hit in 36 but looking at it Leicester have Chelsea and Tottenham you maybe want one for that United have Fulham and Wolves and if they're still going into the later stages of the Europa League then there's chance of rotation for the likes of Greenwood and then Chelsea with Leicester, Aston Villa, you maybe want one defensive asset. So I don't particularly feel I want and need to commit having their assets for 37, 38. So it makes more sense for me to free hit in game week 35 and it's much more exciting to free hit a double than it is a blank. 
Nice. No, I like that. And um, um, what do you think about this, Josh? And I, I know we've tried to avoid it as much as possible in previous pods because it's something we can't be 100% sure about. Um, but what, what are your initial thoughts on, on that possibility? Yeah, I think it's just the closer and closer we're getting now. It's it's yeah. kind of, you know, and, and I think um, by the sounds of things, it could be announced either before the 30 deadline uh, and obviously definitely before the 35 deadline so yeah we're getting closer and closer to it um so you know use your transfers to shape your team in that in that um direction uh, obviously it is ben krellin's thoughts but the man is uh rarely wrong um so yeah i mean the the, the doubles aren't as exciting as, as as we normally see doubles being i mean i think all all the all the big teams have got Sort of one poor fixture um, amongst amongst their their, uh, their their double that they've got. So like Arsenal have got Chelsea away, Chelsea have got City away, um, Leicester have got United away, and obviously then United have got Leicester at home. Um, and then if you look at the smaller teams, really, I mean at the moment you're not going to go anywhere near Southampton's assets. Really, they're not in great formings. Is out. You're not really going to go near Palace assets. And then it's obviously Villa and Everton who Villa have not been in great form recently. Um, Everton, I'd probably fancy more than Villa. But yeah, so it's not, it's not. I mean, yeah, if I was Harry, yeah, definitely play the free hit that week and have some fun and you should see a, a, a you know, fantastic green arrow. I definitely think, Harry, that it'll, um, it'll guarantee you your first top 10k finish, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, for me, it, I think, you know, get a, Get a captain in um, that you want to captain that that game week, and and don't don't kind of put too much emphasis on it really, because the fixtures aren't there. And I think f- from from what we're likely to expect, um, it's going to be that any uh, fixture in 35 that your that your that your uh, one of your players has in, as a double is going to take away their fixture in 36. So it's it's going to kind of be counterproductive a bit. I think it's going to be best to probably roll into 35 and use use the transfers there to to you know for the upside of the double but then also keeping in mind you know getting out an 11 for 36 for the blank it's why i quite like these these cheap players that you can bench that that don't blank as well so obviously i've got concert i've got target maybe maybe luca dean's a bit more expensive and i kind of wish everton had more nailed on defenders at a cheap price now i know you might mention coleman there because because villa have a double everton would have a double and then they play so villa would play palace in game week 36 afterwards which is the potential blank and then everton would play sheffield united so it feels to me with them if you can try and fill your bench with these cheap players who double then have a good fixture in the blank, then you can kind of just forget about them for, for all the other game weeks. Just got to make sure they're absolutely nailed, haven't you? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. So, I mean, Cons is, uh, I mean, to be honest, he was pretty bad yesterday, but he's nailed. Oh, yeah. The Villa, the Villa yeah. back four when Matty Cash is back, they're as nailed as you can get his defenders in, uh, in FPL, without a doubt. Uh, Matty Cash Everton, was what I wanted Everton's... before he got sent off. Sorry? Matty Cash was actually a player I was eyeing up until yeah. he got sent off and suspended. Everton... Yeah, I'd say you know Dean Dean's uh, brilliant and he plays every game and um, but I think yeah as for the centre backs it's a little bit you know you're not hundred percent sure sometimes they do miss the odd game and uh, as for Coleman yeah he's um, 
He's he's definitely not one that you could put your money on for signing both. Uh, even the goalkeeper yeah. gets um even the goalkeeper gets rotated there. So um yeah I, I I do agree though I think it's it's really you know if you if you're still got your wild card in your in your back pocket or you or you know you're looking to play it for this week you know get a squad without a doubt um don't don't be you know don't be having a weak bench get 15 players who play even if you choose to go you know with players on the bench who are who are cheaper then I think it's still good to yeah to get 15 starters. It's a good point you make, actually, on, on Pickford, because obviously we know that Martinez is nailed, but I believe there's been some quotes from Ancelotti that he will rotate the keepers. So he's yeah. not an easy way into Everton either, which is it's kind of annoying, because I know Pickford gets a lot of stick, but he's putting it's, up numbers recently, like FPL numbers. It's probably Dina if, you, if you've got the money, and Holgate if you've not, really, isn't it? Yeah, and even then, you know, Holgate has been rotated before, so... I guess we'll see. We'll see. Um, we, so we got a question on Slack from Espen saying, do you find any of the potential double game week players slash teams, according to Ben's schedule, to be interesting, especially when it's followed by the blank? So, Harry, you did touch on it a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, and I guess it's changed slightly because you do have, you have the luxury of a free hit. Um, but if someone doesn't have a free hit, are there certain teams or players that you would maybe look at targeting? Yeah, I think, as you guys have mentioned Villa, Everton are the two that stand out because they play double in 35 and then still have a good fixture in game week 36. Um, I still think it's worth people remembering the fixtures that do happen in 35 that isn't a double because Liverpool have Southampton at home and Tottenham go away to lead. So, for example, if I'm on my free hit, I'm probably going to still want Salah. I'll probably still want Trent as well. And then am I not going to own Kane going away to Leeds? Which is why, going back to my free here, I haven't quite decided because I'll then will be, you know, picking someone like Wilfred Zaha over Harry Kane or something like that, mm. something ridiculous, because <laughs> you have that double game week for Palace of Sheffield United and Southampton away. It's really hard because you don't want to go heavy into Leicester, heavy into United, because <clears> they <throat> then blank. You can't yeah. have more than two, sort of three, four from those four teams that then blank because then people will be having to take hits and then it's not really viable. You don't end up with a point gain. Do you know what? That's that. I'm very jealous of your free hit, but the only bit that makes me not jealous is just the, you know, having to think about players like you mentioned, like Salah, like Trent, like Kane, because part of me would just want to go, you know, no one, other people don't have their free hit. I just want to go 11 doublers and try and maximize it. But then if you do that and then Kane scores a hat-trick or Salah scores a hat-trick, you're going to feel obviously a bit silly. But then it could go the other way, couldn't it? Where they, they get one point, two points, and you get some random double game week player, like, I don't know, like Nathan Redmond uh, will go out and score 25 points while Salah yeah. gets two. Yeah, no, definitely is. But like Sheffield, like the Crystal Palace double of Sheffield United and Southampton, in my free hit, I could very easily have Van Arnholt and Wilfred Zaha on that and not go with one of those big hitters just because it is on paper the best of the the seven double eight doubles yeah yeah i mean it's it, like i said it's a, it's a nice problem to have i'm just yeah. it's just gonna be interesting which route you go which route you go down i guess you don't have to decide for a while either and you could I think, even change your i think plans. the way I'd, I'd play it is i'd look at the the this the, the single game week fixtures and pick the ones that really are essential to own. So like you said, like the Salah, the Trent, the Kane, and then and then go 
go right yeah. how many spots am i left with and if you're left with like six spots and you want five, you think there's five single game weekers that are essential then yeah just go for it i mean what about someone like jesse lingard what happens there he's like a because uh, he's obviously not a premium but i mean if he goes off i wouldn't i wouldn't go there personally at home to everton everton's uh form away from home has been really good this season right. I, I i wouldn't i mean like, like harry says i think i think yeah i think trent salah kane that's it i probably i can't really see anyone else maybe son but again would you would I, you when i wouldn't i wouldn't there? even go trent no. i wouldn't I would, even go, go trent wouldn't you no i just think that well, against southampton you, potentially you without ings as well do you know what? Like, do you remember when we had Stefan on the the second time, and he was saying how with a double game week you want to try, you know, to try and get lucky, and all it would take is something like concert scoring mm. in one of those two games, like against yeah. United and Everton. And I mean, what's Trent's ceiling? I know he got twenty four points, like in that mythical game week. Well, it was a real game week, but it was on Boxing Day, like two years ago. Um, and obviously we think about that as a ceiling, but his realistic ceiling is 12 to 15 points. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you could say the same for any defender, though, really, couldn't but you? But then I guess Conser's floor is minus one. So. 12, is, 12, <laughs> is, 12 is an assist, a clean sheet, three bonus, and 15 is a goal, a clean yeah. sheet, three bonus. But he's not a massive goal scorer, Trent. Like, I know he scored the other week, but he doesn't, you know, rack up like... no. Eight, no. nine, ten goals a season. Well, it's because he's not in the box for uh, corners, no. is he? He's taking them. Yeah. So you know, normally the 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 defenders that are the ones that rack up the goals um, are are normally the ones who are yeah who, who are getting in the box and getting on the end of corners, and that's normally the way that that you know defenders score goals most of the time. But yeah, maybe maybe not Trent, but yeah, I think um, definitely hundred percent Kane, and I think Salah in, in current form. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would go for it. I would, I'd piece together the rest of it out of them, and you know, you just been, you know, it's a free hit. You're not going to be, you know, tied to them if, if for some reason, Zaha blanks against Sheffield United and Southampton, for example. I just, I probably would hedge my little, my bets a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of go too heavy into any of those teams because, you know, I think to, <laughs> there's some of them that aren't in great form. Villa. Crystal Palace, Southampton, you know, um, and then you look at the big boys, and like I said earlier, they've not got great fixtures. I'd like, I'd say like a Richarlison away to West Ham and and Villa. Him and him and DCL double up could be quite interesting, along with Kane. Something like that up front could be could be quite exciting. Yeah, and you'd probably want Iheanacho plus Andor Vardy with Would their you? double as well. I think. I don't. I'm not sure. Newcastle and then United away. Yeah, but United away is not an easy fixture. Mm. And Newcastle at home, yes, it's a tasty fixture. But I don't know. I'd, I'd back the Everton boys with two fixtures. Oh, I don't know. Again. We talked. We talked about it last week, didn't we? Where um, we sold Vardy in game week two because he was playing Man City, and then he got like twenty odd points. I mean, someone on penalties like like Vardy. Mm. It yeah, it's, it's it's a very difficult one though. I mean, it's 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 not one that you you know. While you know we can st- sit here and, and say we're jealous of, of, of having a free hit, and God, yeah, you know we'd all love a free hit. But um, at the same time, it's you know it, it, with or without the free hit, it's not an obvious one to piece together. It's 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 quite a tough one. Um, and then for those that don't have a free hit, with the four with the four teams blanking in thirty six. Some who do don't blank with tough fixtures like Villa um, and Palace, you know, it's not 
yeah, it's not simple. And, you know, nothing has been this season, really, is it? No, it's it's those subtle tweaks, though, that Harry will have an advantage with. You know, so obviously we're like people like us, we're having to make our decisions now about players mm. we might want for the double, whereas Harry can wait till the week before. So like obviously with Matty Cash getting sent off, for example, something like that could happen next week. And I guess you could react, um, you know, bring in a player accordingly, maybe mm. some form will change maybe there'll be some injuries plus you won't end up doing like what i've done the last two weeks and having to do a minus eight um you're definitely not going to do a hit when you're playing your free hit but yeah no it's an interesting one that one and like like we mentioned it's it's not guaranteed but so you know it's just a quick question it. before we wrap up on this topic yeah. who is your captain choice right now looking at ben credit spreadsheet for gaming 35 do you want to go first harry <laughs> not really i think it's really hard um I'd, I'd probably still, looking at it, go United because I think and probably potentially be on Bruno because Villa away, Villa haven't been good defensively recently um, and Leicester at home, I still expect United to get something in that. I just don't see anyone else that stands out in terms of who I'd put the captain armband on. This is why Josh has asked it, because he's just brought Bruno in. He's captained him for a <laughs> I'm prank. Making myself blank, feel and better, now, that's yeah, it. And now yeah. he's like, oh, who would you captain, guys? But, no, I'm just, it's just, you know what's going to happen, don't you? We're all going to go on someone who's got a double and Kane's going yeah. gonna to beat the lot. It's a, it's a good question, because Leicester have the cup final coming up. So it makes it really hard to captain a Leicester player, because that would be probably my go-to, because I don't have a free hit and I've got three Leicester attackers. So, I mean, it's hard to argue against someone someone like Bruno, but my rank's awful. So maybe I will look at something a little bit different. Like, I probably won't have someone like Richarlison by then. Maybe, maybe Luca Dean. Um, <laughs> I'd expect them to concede, though, in those, in those games. Yeah. Would you Two not? games, just hoping to get lucky. I think, I think Richarlison would be, for me the differential pick from what I can see right now. His stats are better than DCLs at the moment. I think West Ham and Villa's defences haven't been great recently. Um, he, for me, would be the differential pick. And then the obvious pick, personally, would be Bruno, for me, obviously, <laughs> as you yeah, mentioned. Which is why um, you brought this up. <laughs> yeah, single game weakers, though, if you really wanted to go differential, would be would be Kane and Salah, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So there's options, but I do think, yeah, I do think most people will will go will go Bruno probably, but it could be impacted by the Europa League and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Harry, you write a differential article for for Hub, mm. so. I mean, if you were going like a bit more rogue, a bit more differential, like, are there any players that stand out? And I know it's a couple of weeks off, but just interested. Yeah, if I went for differential captain 35, it would be Wilfred Zaha. Nice. By far the easiest double on paper. Sheffield United away, Southampton away, both of which have shipped chances recently. Um, and Southampton been slightly better in the past couple, but... Yeah, by far the easiest. We know what he's like when it comes to a transfer window as well. So yes. it may just be his time to it's time to shine to get that move. He's always always yeah, written. I reckon he might have given up by now. What <laughs> he's getting on a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon they point, must like it? chain him to a table or lock him in a cupboard the whole of the summer. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, let's not get onto rumours about Zaha though. We move we move on to our second headline. So our differentials for the season running. Um, so Harry, if we come to you first of all, 
Um, do you have any your eyes on any differentials for the end of the season? Well, my ones that I'm interested in. The first one, and I, I wrote this before he scored his hat trick, is Chris Wood. Um, now it looks very reactionary now after he's just done very well, but their fixtures are nice. His stats, he's always one of those players that sits fairly high up mm. the sort of XG and and shot stats. Um, so I do think, and their fixtures are quite nice between now and the end of the season. Um, they do look safe now, which may impact on the beachness of of Burnley. And the other one is is Soufal of West Ham. I just his ownership is still sort of 10% in the top 10k and 5% overall. I just don't understand how his ownership hasn't gone higher than it is. No, and I can back you up on the Chris Wood thing because I'm in a, a group chat with you and you did mention it before um, before his 20-point 20, 20 haul. What about yourself, Josh? Are there any differentials you'll be looking at? I mean, in terms of um, the teams that are still in Europe, I think you can play that one quite cleverly if you want to. Um, as in, there is going to be City players that are essentially Premier League uh, options now and aren't really used so much in Europe. Um, and I think it will be the same with probably Chelsea. Um, not so much with the with the teams that are in the Europa League, so United and Arsenal. But I think with yeah, with with Chelsea and City, it may be a little bit more clear to see who's going to play in the Premier League and who's going to play in Europe. Um, there's one reason why I've kept hold of Cancelo, actually. Um, so and they've got Palace away this week coming up, so I'm going to start him there, um, presuming that he doesn't play uh, in, in Europe. Um, and then, yeah, other, 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 otherwise, I think um, I think Sadio Mane is, is a great differential. Uh, I think that he's had a really... <laughs> Really poor season, but with their fixtures 35 onwards, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, Palace at home. You know, if you want a differential and you and you fancy doing something a little bit different, um, maybe he's he's a, he's a great you know uh, replacement to bring in for, yeah. for for Bruno after the double, for example. You saw how that ended for me with Mane, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I I kind of think. You know, it's it's it, he's got to he's got to he's got to have a good game in him before the end of the season. You would have thought. Um, stats, stats wise, I can fully support it. I just mm. think it's. I mean, I know a lot of Liverpool fans again. Not all Liverpool fans, but there are some Liverpool fans who are very angry with him the last couple of weeks. Um, but I mean, he is a class player, and yeah, yeah. and I know that the guy from Stats Bomb, James York. Um, he he was a massive fan of him as well. So. From a stats perspective, I can see where you're coming from. And then the other one I'd say, I'm just talking really players that can hit high ceilings. So Mane, yep. I'd say, is one. Bale, I'd say, is another one. Obviously, Sheffield United, Leeds, Wolves, Aston Villa, Leicester away. Really good fixtures the next uh, five. Um, just just really players that, yeah, have got... Have, have, and again, like I mentioned about City, there is going to be times when we get tempted. There is going to be like, you know... And, and and I think the, the thing is with City at the moment though it's quite clear who their who their uh, first eleven is at the moment, um, and you know that Foden and Mares and and are the choice players at the moment, and and therefore, okay, Sterling is probably not in the form to be risking at the moment, at the moment, but you know the likes of Jesus is an option, Aguero if he gets some form of fitness back. Um, you know, there, there are options there and there are, you know, not, not the best fixtures, but they've still got, 
you know, Palace and Newcastle in two of the next three to 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 punt on some of these. You know, um, you know, if you weren't free hitting 35, it could be an option. Um, and you were using it in an, in another one of the weeks, or you just fancied a you know a captaincy punt and a bit of a you know bring them for a week. Um, yeah, that would be kind of and and then and then the other team actually sorry that I mentioned with regards to Europe is Chelsea, um, and I think that our our uh, you know I think Harry you're a Chelsea fan as well aren't you? Mm. Um, our, I think our, our first eleven is fairly fairly obvious at the moment not quite as obvious as cities as weird as that sounds um but i think that you know in in europe i'd imagine him to go probably right now the front three would be mount havertz and pulisic which should mean that you can rely on starts from the likes of Werner and ziech who yeah they've not been in great form this season neither's mane but if you want differentials, they're differentials for a reason. They're lowly owned for a reason. Um, and if you fancy it, it could be an upside to be to be had there. Do, do you mm. agree with that with, with Chelsea, Harry? I think Chelsea is a different situation to City because we're still trying to still need top four. And I think we can't put all our eggs in the Champions League basket. So we will need to play and get points. You know, Leicester at home in game week 37 is a massive game for us if we can beat them then it puts us practically level on points with them um and then it gives us another chance at getting into the top four so i think city is a really interesting one the ones you spoke about you know jesus aguero could be really interesting differentials but the chelsea attack i i think it's really hard to predict who's going to play every week because Mm. in theory he'll want to play his strongest 11 in every game left now because we need the points in the league we can't really afford to drop many more points given the running that other teams have but he will need them for the champions league as well do you think there could be something in mount maybe playing more games because obviously he's important player to the team but also he played for derby so maybe he's a bit more used to a congested schedule than than some of the other players i mean would mount be the most nailed one yeah i think he probably he probably is i don't as a disclaimer, I don't like Chelsea attackers. Um, I just think they don't get enough for that rotation risk that they have. They don't, no one's really explosive enough. We don't score mm. three, four goals a game. It's not how we play. So I, I think there's better options elsewhere, given that rotation, given the fixtures, to be honest. Yeah, I've still, we mentioned it last week. But I'm still really disappointed in, in Pulisic. Or I just thought it, this would be his breakout breakout mm. season. He'd be yeah, he's been hampered by injury though, isn't he? He's yeah. looked decent recently. I think yeah. it's going to be one for next season. You know, everyone everyone says how great Tuchel's been and how, you know, brilliant he's done. And, and he has. Like, I'm not taking it away from him one bit. The results have been phenomenal. You know, and defensively, we've been the best team in the league since he's taken over. But you've got to admit that apart from Mason Mount, there's not one of those attackers that has really hit hit their, their peak. You know, Havertz has shown glimpses, Pulisic has shown glimpses, Werner obviously scored at the weekend, but none of them have really hit the levels. And you, you'd expect with a, a new manager bounce at Chelsea, particularly, particularly a manager of his sort of stature and background, that you that you would have seen a little bit more from the attackers um, and, and not just from the defensive side. 
Yeah, they don't strike me as a team where you're going to hit a home run, you know, getting in Havertz, for example, and captaining them. Whereas when you both mentioned City, I think that's where I get a bit excited looking for differentials. Because if you can predict Pep and you can get, like you've mentioned players already, I mean, my team's not really set up to change a striker, for example. But I do think Mares and Foden, at some point, I'm going to get one of them in and probably, because I'm chasing as well, and sling the armband on one of them because what, they, what they you mean can... when they've got a game where you don't think they're gonna be rested for europe yeah if at any point i mean obviously we don't know what's going to happen in europe like I, I mean from an fpl perspective i hope they lose and then maybe i could look to do what i did at the end of last season and you know get some city attackers back in and just just gamble really because they've got that ceiling where you can get a captain you know that gets you know 40 yeah. points I think Mahrez is the ideal one. It's a real shame that he's now, from 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 an FPL perspective, it's a real shame that he is now first choice because normal normally you'd expect Sterling to be there every every game in in Europe and he's not because of his lack of form this season. But Mahrez for me is the is the perfect one for the yeah. one game differential. Like I'd, I'd on current form over a prolonged period, I'd probably expect Foden to keep to keep up with with Mares, but for a one game punt against obviously a poor team and a great fixture I'd always back Mares. I just think he's 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 the most explosive play, player in the city team and has been when he's been given the minutes probably last season and this season really see I'd put Foden in exactly the same bracket there I think I mean I saw some stats earlier where you know if you compare seasons like Son and Foden they're not actually that far apart considering the, the number of minutes that no. Foden's had. Uh, Foden's amazing. I just feel that the difference with Mares is he's just a little bit more greedy. I think Foden's a better player than Mares, but from an FPL perspective, I think Mares is like, you know, he's he's your guy that's a little bit more, you know, like Salah or Son in terms of like they're, they're very sort of greedy with their chances i feel like that streak and i guess maybe it partly backs up what you're saying but that streak mares went on a few weeks ago he was you know he was shooting from outside the box there were a lot of like worldy goals and i just don't always know if it's sustainable i mean mm. maybe maybe mares is just that good but he, he's he a very just... tough player to predict isn't he yeah he's I unpredictable. Mean, you know we talk about sterling the frustrations with sterling um but mares i guess is is on another level in terms of sort of how he can troll you if you yeah. back him. Yeah, I just wanted to cover... So one more differential I had written down was actually going for the... I mean, Josh would be a fan because you had this double up early in the season, but going for Dallas and Eiling. Um, obviously, Alan covered how unlucky Leeds have been you know, with their defensive stats recently, and they, the defence has definitely improved. Um, so are really strong... And their fixtures improve as well. So, I mean, going for Dallas and Eiling, it could be, could be a little differential. I just think it's that last three you want them for, though, isn't it? It's the I very last three games, yeah. Yeah, you don't want them for 35 against Spurs, especially when there's a double game week potentially there, you know. Right. So I think we're a, li- a little way off there. and um, But no, they're looking really good defensively. I mean, if someone's, and if someone's got Dallas, you could add Eiling instead of Bamford, for example, when you're doing future transfers. Yeah, it's, it's just nice to see ahead of next season, you know, um, that they have got that in their locker. They can, you know play a bit more of a solid game i mean the xg that they're conceding at the moment is nothing compared to what it used to be and their big chances that they're giving up again is nothing compared to what it used to be so while they're not 
you know, backs to the wall, you know, Newcastle style or, at times or Burnley or whatever. They're, they are... Burnley and Newcastle are attacking teams now. <laughs> but you know what I mean? In tr- traditional traditional yeah. Newcastle under Steve Bruce, you know, um, backs to the wall. Let's try and grind out and beat them, you know, beat them off of a goal from a set piece or whatever. Leeds are never going to be that team. But what is nice to see is that they've got a little bit more resilience now. It does make me feel more confident about going back there again next season from a defensive perspective. Whereas this season, it's been fun and I've loved owning Dallas and getting all his points and he's been amazing. But blimey, you know, sitting (laughs) through them, watching them play 90 minutes, hoping for a clean sheet. I mean, it's not good for the heart rate at all. (laughs) Try try watching Villa hoping for a clean sheet. And try having two of them as well. Yeah, right. and there was not very often. I mean, Coleman was sat there third sub, you know. Eiling was probably second second sub, but there was occasions when they had a great game, and I would play Dallas and Eiling, and yeah, God blimey, sweating buckets. At least they play. At least they play because they I do. mean, when I had Chelsea defenders early in the season, they weren't even playing, and I think that's that's a lot worse. But we've got a question on Twitter for you, Harry. Um, yes. So it's from FPL Zero Blog. Um, he's basically asking, how you choose your differential picks and what are your methods? He says, either you're bloody lucky and the only time I catch his selections on Twitter, he nails it. Or he also nails it when I'm not looking and the boy is a genius. So I remember last season you had Craig Dawson at Watford. I remember he scored like immediately after your, your article yeah. came out. But h- how do you do it? <laughs> I, I it, it does tend to do quite well i don't always back them is, is the is the issue um I, I don't know i think this season i've used stats a lot more than i than i ever have and it has done quite well um expected numbers combined with fixtures um it's just i i know a lot of people use sort of actual goals actual assists as a good metric for, for fpl but in terms of picking differentials and players that are low owned it needs to be ones that i suppose have produced the the expected numbers but haven't actually got the returns and that often can't keep going I mean we've got players like Werner who seem to keep going with expected numbers if you look at I could write a differential article on Werner every week because he has however many big chances every week but never puts them in the in the back of the net but yeah it's it's a combination of, of the two it's just trying to spot the the upcoming nice run of fixtures with a player that is is informed technically but not quite getting the returns yet nice nice and it's definitely worth checking out harry's article so we're going to go to the piss break now so the iceman's piss break is of course sponsored by fpl merch all right mate oh hey having a good night uh, yeah, fine, thank you. I'm just watching the game. Oh yeah, me too, me too. Do you like mugs? Um, what like receptacles? Ah yeah, like coffee mugs. Yeah, mugs. Do you like them? Uh, I suppose. Well, mate, if you play FPL, there's this guy right on Twitter called FPL Merch who makes mugs exclusively for those belter managers who finish in the top hundred thousand. Right, I'm talking ten k. 50k 100k and i'm drinking out of one right now that i've got from last season because i did so well and i don't drink out of anything else are you interested my friend um no i'm all right thanks mate but if you get a top 100k finish then why not celebrate with an fpl merch top 100k mug 
Mate, no offence, but you've been the weird guy in the pub toilet. Only £10, our brilliant mug to mark your brilliant season. Seriously, don't worry about it. Thank you, but I've got to go back to the second half. <sighs> He'll be back. He'll be back. Welcome back, listeners. And we're going to go straight into the questions. So thank you, everyone on Slack and on Twitter who's asked a question this week. Our first one is on Slack, and it's from Jay Roz. So he's put some, I don't know what they are. Are they alarm bells with Beach Watch? Are there any teams or units within teams, e.g. defence or attack, that we can declare as on the beach? So, Harry, are there any teams you think are on the beach or maybe about to go on the beach? I mean, I don't think they're necessarily... I think when we talk about teams on the beach, they're teams that have performed well throughout the rest of the season and are now suddenly dropping off. I think the teams that we look to avoid have been pretty poor for quite a while now. The one that I think is is interesting is is Leeds' attack. And I think part of it's down to Rafinha being out and when he comes back, whether they improve. But... They've completely changed, as we spoke about, from a, a very offensive team trying to score as many goals to now looking very sort of measured and calm in defence and not creating as many chances. Um, Villa is the other one. I mean, again, it's partly the Jack Grealish. Their defensive numbers are much worse than they were. But I don't really feel like anyone stands out for being quite on the beach yet. No, I see I want to say Palace, but we're recording before Leicester Palace and I don't want to jinx it because me and you, Harry, have yeah. got a trip triple Leicester. So um they're what they're one that would stand out for me mm. result depending tonight. Um but again, like you said, Harry, they're not like a terrific team anyway. They do well against teams towards the bottom yeah. of the league. But outside of that, they're pretty woeful anyway. So yeah, I I don't know if I believe with believe on the beach and especially during these covid times when them going to the beach is not going to be anywhere nice. It's not going to be Dubai, is it? It's going to be no. Corn, Cornwall or something. Yeah, they get, they get a 5 grand fine otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, they could probably afford it, but they're not, they're not the Cornish beaches though, Rich. They're uh, no, I just realize I don't want to alienate the Cornish listeners. Um I mean, we don't have many beaches here, so I'm quite jealous. But um, what about you Josh? Do you think there's any teams that are on the beach? I do think Palace is probably the obvious. I think Woy is definitely on his holidays. Don't um, Don't I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're, they're definitely on the beach. I think Wolves, judging by their performance of getting smashed 4-0 at home to Burnley, yeah. they're on the beach. Um, <laughs> and maybe they've gone to the same resort. Um, and then I think, other than that, really... Uh, I think I don't know. Villa, Villa are a tough one because Villa have 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 no reason but to be on the beach. But then at the same time, you could say they're not they're not a team that I can imagine Dean Smith, you know, sort of letting do that. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't seem yeah. like that the sort way of they, with, The way they know, fought for an equaliser last night makes me think that they're not on the beach. But I don't know what they're what they're uh, what they're playing for. No, I I don't know either. I think the, the Grealish points a really good one because obviously we know he's an attacker, but obviously having that threat is a good good form of defence. And you know if they're not going to look as dangerous going forward, they're going to concede more chances. I think that's the nature of the beast, especially with a player like that good. And it's a weird yeah. situation with him. And Martinez hasn't been quite as prolific as he was early in the season. I, I guess the other one I'd say actually is Arsenal. 
um, in in terms of in terms you know that they're sitting tenth now in the league, and the further and further they go in the Europa League, the more Eddie and Ketchers and Gabriel Martinelli you're going to start seeing in the league. So you know, first of all, there's some great value there. Um, you know, definitely better value than Brewster, um, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> although he's going to get his goal soon there's two oh, things that's going to happen before the end of the season Luke Hayley's going to get an attacker return and Rian Bruce is going to going to score as well and um, when it happens you want to Ailing be as well party. yeah if it happens on the same day it's going to be one hell of a uh, party that night yeah I do think though Arsenal's team you know they've obviously got the injuries at the moment to Lacazette and, and obviously Aubameyang's been ill but I do think their team's going to get weaker and weaker they're, they're, they're not really they're not playing for anything are they really no. I'm yeah. not going back to them. I mean, I had triple yeah. up and it cost me like a minus eight to get rid of them. So but wouldn't it wouldn't it be nuts if they won the Europa League and qualify for the Champions League next season, but finish like twelfth in the league or something? It'd be um, be pretty. Yeah, it'd be like, a, be like something, something Wigan do, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, we got a Twitter question from Michael Lund: Which Chelsea players should I target for the remainder of the season? So we did touch on this a bit before, but if you both had to pick a Chelsea player. I know you're both Chelsea fans. Harry, which one would it be? I think there's only one Chelsea player that I would consider having in my team, and it's Rudiger. No, I could see that. Can completely see that. I mean, he's a bargain, bargain price. Um, what about you, Josh? I feel like I've got to go a little bit quirky here because I'm. It's clear as day that he's looking for a differential. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um. I mean, the obvious, the obvious picks if you want you know, nailed clean sheets are, yes, Azpilicueta, Rudiger. And if you want a nailed attacker, it's Mount. But in terms of a player that I, the player that I think at the moment is probably looking the best from an attacking perspective is probably Havertz. I I was very surprised he didn't start against West Ham, considering Mm -hmm. how big that game was for us. And when I actually was bringing Bruno in for Sun and putting the captaincy on him, there was a small part of me that was considering doing exactly the same with Havertz. But I thought, first of all, there's a very good chance he doesn't start. Um, and you know, I say a very good chance. I thought there was actually only a slight chance he didn't start. And, and then I thought, if he doesn't, he'll come on. But then it, it's more the issue after that, because then you start to get to fixtures that are sandwiched in between the Champions League ties yeah. and stuff. But in terms of a player that I think is looking the best, I'd say Havertz. I mean, I think he could have a huge season for us next season, particularly if he's playing in that false nine role. Nice. And we move on to a question from Dan Lagden. Saka or Rafinha to replace Jota for the rest of the season? 5.4 million in the bank. So I guess it's quite a big question, really, because obviously Jota, I mean, just selling Jota alone is probably something I seem a bit uncomfortable with. But what what do you reckon, Harry? (laughs) Yeah, I... I would rather keep Jota than go to Saka. I think what we've said on Arsenal with their Europa Europa League run. If Rafinha's fit, then I can understand that move given their run of fixtures between now and the end of the season. But I I think the selling of Jota feels a bit hasty and a bit of a luxury move. If you've got a spare transfer and you want to go to Rafinha, then great. But I still think Jota's a, a good option between now and the end of the season. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I wouldn't be selling Jota. I mean, he should have returned, as as should yeah. a lot of Liverpool players <laughs> against Newcastle. Yeah. I, I mean, it, for me, I'd have him in. Even if I was wildcarding this week, I'd have Jota. What do you reckon, Josh? I wouldn't touch Saka with the Europa League yeah, no. at the moment. Um, 
I mean, I've got Yota and I've got Rafinha, so it's a bit of a difficult one for me to answer. You can't really say Rafinha at the moment because he's missed the last two games and who knows when he's going to be back. Um, I'd probably try and look, if you want to get rid of Yota, I'd probably try and look at something a bit different, really. I mean, you know, why not Zaha with those uh, double game week fixtures that we were speaking about earlier? You know, is that is that the route to look down? Um, or, or you know, someone else with a, you know, a nice, a nice double coming up, really. But yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. probably say Zaha would be my pick, actually, just for just for something a bit different, really. It's a good point, actually. I mean, I think if I was going to get rid of Jota, and I mean, I'm not going to, I definitely wouldn't go to Saka. Getting rid of Saka was a massive relief for me. I've got Rafinha. I'm happy to hold him for those last three or four games, um, you know, as as a bit of you know bench fodder that can play and do well. But I wouldn't want to be selling Jota at all. No, um, the only no, the fixtures are too good, aren't they? The only other team I'd look at is Southampton. Um, I know we they're not playing them without Ings, but they double in 35, they play in 36, and they have one of the mm. nicest finishes to the season. Liverpool and Palace in the double, Fulham at home, Leeds at home after that, West Ham away on the final day of the season. It's hard because they've got a lot of midfielders, but mm. if you're looking for someone about that, if Redmond's going to play most weeks, it could work out. Or Ward-Prowse, who should be on yeah. penalties, now Ings is out. Yeah. I, I, he'd be my pick personally because he's, yeah. he's he's a ninety minute man, isn't he? He's nailed, yeah. and um, I think he could actually I think he could actually could be probably a better option than Zaha in terms of he's got yeah. the fixtures afterwards more, whereas Zaha runs yeah. into Villa, Arsenal, Liverpool, which is not particularly amazing. No, no I stop. Zaha is one of those players that he's he's um, he can be mighty annoying to own if he's not on it. I started the season with Ward Prowse. I just feel like he's one of those players you just hold for the long term, or you, you don't oh, he's get him at so Dull as hell, yeah. isn't he? a pick. He's dull as dishwater. But he, in terms of like that double and, and Fulham and Leeds and West Ham afterwards, presuming that West Ham, I don't know. By then though, they'll they'll have the likes of Rice back. Bit, and, yeah. yeah, but the, the, yeah, thirty six and thirty seven against Fulham and Leeds are great. You could even bench him thirty eight against West Ham. Yeah, nice. Um, so I think we got a consensus there. I think if you're going to move off Jota, go for a double game week player or honestly, just don't bother. And we've got a question from Ayush who's asking, is it time to let go Bruno go after another blank? Um, so, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm happy with that. Josh, less so. Uh, so if we come to you first of all, Josh, I mean, do you want to defend Bruno again or do you think it's time to go? I mean, I've only got him. I, I, I went into my wild card in 31 without him, um, with the plan to bring him in for Leeds, which I did, captained him, which I did, didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I think for me right now, he's the standout captain for 35. And I know that sounds ludicrous. Three blanks in the trot. His stats aren't where they were. But, you know, he is still. I think. Hold on, let me check before I say this. I think he's still the top scoring <laughs> player in the game, isn't he? Or is it Salah now? No, it's still Bruno, quite comfortably as well, actually. Uh, by, um, quite right, comfortably, actually, by comfortably three over bites. Salah, I meant. Sorry, yeah. comfortably over Salah, not comfortably over Kane. And he uh, won't but, finish above Kane. No, he won't finish above Kane. Despite the positional handicap. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think he, you know, for me, I would want him for thirty-five. 
if, whether I captain him or not at 35, I don't know, but I'd, I'd want him in my team personally. And it, it, it's, it's, where, it's where you are in rank, really. I think if you're, you know, if you're um, someone like Harry, who is close to the top 10K, I think you want him in your team. And if you're someone that is pushing for you know for a better rank then i think maybe you 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 risk it and go without him and 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 look to some of the differentials with better double game weeks like we mentioned yeah i mean it's it was a risk going without him when i i removed him after he got 12 points against newcastle in game week 25 and he's only scored one goal since then a penalty yeah and i think the, the other thing just to add to it is that you know um as as i've said uh, various times on the pod this season is that there's a lot of cheaper alternatives to the premiums this season. So like, you know, mm. there's Yotta instead of Salah, Gundogan instead of De Bruyne. Um, and now there's Greenwood instead of Bruno. Um, you can almost piece together, um, you know, a lot of players that can, you know, I wouldn't say cover them, but they, they, they are great options and they are great value options from those teams. So, you know, definitely something to consider to, to 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 go for Greenwood and not and not bother with Bruno and spend and spread your money elsewhere. What what do you think, Harry? I think yeah, I I think if you if you're just running through, you don't have your free hit, then just holding him, you need him for that Dublin 35. I think it's a big risk to to sell him before that. But if you after that, it may be an easy way to get a player in for 36 that does play. Because I do, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still in the Europa League in the semi-final. They've secured second place that he doesn't start against Wolves on the final day of the season. So, yeah, I think for the next two, I think if you if you're not free hitting, you need him for that game with 35 double. I think so. Keep for me at the moment. It just feels like the last few weeks where you know it's like hold hold for the Burnley game, hold for the Leeds yep. game, hold for the double, and then suddenly it's like game week 36 and. People still have Bruno, but I guess it's more about if, you, if you're chasing or not. But yeah, no, it's an interesting, interesting one that I think people without Bruno are happy just to continue going without Bruno. Mm. But if you've got him, it's a hard sell. And I guess it's a bit like people who own Trent before. He's a hard player to sell. But, you know, if you don't have him, it's, it's not doing any harm. But we've got a question from FPL Rodney. He says, so this is good. This is for this game. It's a tough week for captaincy next week. Other than Ian Acho slash Leicester, who else would you be targeting as a good captaincy shout? So, I mean, for me, I think it's quite easy. I think it's I think it's Kane. But what, what about you, Harry? Yeah, I, I think it's Kane for me as well. The, the thing with Leicester is they've played a lot of games and actually their fixture schedule. They played Thursday, which was really late in the last game week. And they're playing Monday, so that's not that much of a gap. And then they play Friday night, which again isn't that much of a gap and compared in comparison to some of those other teams. And I think they'll all start again, but you just wonder the sort of fatigue it could have on them playing sort of an extra game in compared to what Kane's played, for example. So yeah, it will likely be on on Kane for me next week. I wonder if it's raining on Friday. I remember when Leicester played Southampton on a Friday night last time and it was... Was, something, ha- was there a big scoreline or something? Yeah, I can't remember the exact score, but I think, no. it, was, I think it was quite big. And <laughs> I remember it quite vividly having a curry, I think it was just pre-lockdown. But yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be temptations because of that. I know like what day the game is means nothing and it's a completely different different time but yeah what what do you reckon Josh yeah it's Kane isn't it Kane's I was just I was just so happy to see his 
um, he put in play yesterday, and I know they didn't win against City in the in the Carabao Cup final, but it was just good that he's he proved his fitness and he's going to be all right for the Sheffield United game. He gets another week off before that, so yeah, that's um, that's I think that's the obvious pick really. I think yeah, the Leicester the Leicester guys are are uh, attractive, but I think you, for me Kane's the obvious. Yeah, I really want to curry now. Um, we got a question from Kaza. If you had to ask someone for FPL advice, who would you ask? Um, so Harry, who would you ask? So I know why Kaza has has asked this question. Um, so in terms of who I actually ask most of my FPL advice, I have <laughs> we have group chats where it goes most of the time, and he's in one of them and tends to be one of the people I go to for advice. I, I quite like the the decision making and sort of the varied opinions I get in it. If I could ask anyone, I'd, I'd have to go for someone a bit boring but someone like Magnus Carlsen or someone who just finishes well and just makes good decisions better decisions than I do pretty much every week um, so it'd be someone like that but unfortunately I don't have the ability to go into Magnus's DM so I have to have to settle for someone else just just keep tagging him until he replies I mean yeah. uh, he's Captain Vardy a few times as well so maybe <laughs> maybe he'll give you a little knee slide emoji the, the emo- uh, not emoji a gif like maybe, maybe challenge him to challenge him to a game of chess. Then when he's sort of you know moving his first pawn, you can slip in a slip in a an FPL question. Yeah, I did play chess. What there was one game week where there'd been so much FPL. I actually started playing a couple of games of chess, and I put a post out afterwards, being like, "Magnus, do you want to come on a chess and FPL stream?" Of course, I heard absolutely nothing back. But yeah, I tried once, but that's that's been it with me and Magnus. <laughs> and what about yourself Josh who would you ask I think it'd have to be the um, the FPL goat himself Mark Southerns wouldn't it in terms of uh, who I would want to, to get FPL advice from really um, but I think you know um, our good mate Stefan's pretty good as well I, I, I normally quite like to chat to him about um, what he, he thinks about things. He's normally got an interesting view on uh, on things and also something that's that's very different to what I'd imagine Mark to say as well. So, mm. yeah, they're, they're, they're the two that sort of spring to mind for me. What about yourself? I don't know. I'm quite stubborn, aren't I? Like, I do, maybe not so much this season, but last season I remember speaking to you and Stefan a lot and you'll be like, I'll be like, I'm going to do this minus eight and you'll both be like, don't do the minus eight. And I prob- maybe I listened a bit more last season, but yeah, I don't tend to listen enough. Um, oh no, so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, either. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I'm very tun- tunnel vision. I don't even want anyone's. Um, it sounds awful, but I don't even ever ask anyone like, who should I go for, A or B, or you know, who should I bench or who should I captain. I just, I just rather personally make my own decisions, and then you know, like this week, you know, if 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 uh, if my captain Branks, Banks like Bruno. So be it. I've only got myself to blame, but I had no one that I spoke to about that or, you know, I'd, I'd rather listen to a few podcasts across the week and then, you know, formulate my uh, my sort of decisions and, and go for it, really. And then I've only got myself to blame. You do discuss them. But then what, what I've noticed with you, Josh, is you'll say, oh, I might do this. I might do that. And then when you send me your team on WhatsApp on like a you know a Saturday morning, it's compl- like you never seem to do what you initially discuss. Like it's it's always some like like I didn't know you were gonna get Bruno and captain him. I just was so busy with work last week that I was hardly um, I wasn't too communicative on my uh, thoughts. But no, that was always my plan this week. It was, it was always thirty wild card in thirty one, then um, Sterling to Sun thirty two, and then Sun to Bruno in thirty three. That was always my my plan, and uh, 
I followed it through and um, fell flat on my face. Well, it's working for you. And maybe I need to listen a bit more. But um, we got some feedback from fantasy football scout Joe. Um, so thank you, Joe. Joe's just saying about last week's episode that he enjoyed that. And it was good to hear Greyhead at last. And I agree. I really enjoyed that episode. And obviously, Joe's a member of that of that very famous league. Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm. You can access that at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. Um, and he's got all, you know, his captain, again, is absolutely smashing it. He had Salah top this week. Uh, me and Harry are both hoping that Vardy outscores Salah, but we will see. And, of course, we're partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign-up offer code of Surgery15. So go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and you can sign up there with that code for 15% off. That code is capital letters SURGERY15. And we're partnered with FPL Doodles. His Twitter, ha- Twitter handle is at FPL Doodles 1. And he does the artwork for the pod release tweet each and every week. Traptains, guys. So that's our transfers and our captains. Harry, I know it's the game week's not even finished, but what are you thinking for transfers and what about your captain? So I currently think my transfers will be Bruno and Saiz to Dallas and Jesse Lingard. Um, I think my captain will be on Harry Kane. Nice, nice. I like it. And what, what about you, Josh? I think I'll be rolling, uh, rolling my transfer and Captain Kane. I just think with uh, the double potential, double game week 35 coming up, I'd just rather go into that with two transfers. This is what I mean. You say you're rolling and then I'll get a WhatsApp on, on Friday evening Ooh, and it'll be like, no. you've done something crazy. You've done like, I don't know. Whereas you, well, you go the other way. You go, I think I'm going to take a minus 12 and then gradually by the middle of the week it's a minus eight then it's a minus four and then you end up rolling i wish i was well do you know what this week i am rolling (laughs) i think i think it's if you've got a decent enough squad for this week i think it's the 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 perfect week to roll get the information and then take two into the uh double game at 35 so we can um you know we can we can handle the likes of harry with his free hit (laughs) <laughs> well it's exactly what I'm hoping to do is roll this week because I've done minus eights the last two weeks and it's it's been injuries like I've had so many injuries like I'm not even going to bother listing them all but you know most of the transfers out I've had have just been players who've got injured and it's going to be nice to roll I want to roll and then you know doing those two minus eights in a row at least I've set up for something like I'm not over the moon I got Trent last week but you know, at least he's in now. I don't have to think about Trent anymore. He's just there till game week 38. And that's that. And then, yeah, Captain Harry Kane. I mean, there's an outside shot of Captain Vardy on Friday night, but it's unlikely. Kane's going to be huge effective ownership yeah. this week, I think. This is what's interesting because we've all got Kane, but a lot of people have sold Kane for Vardy. And then you can't sell Vardy with that fixture, but you can't not have Kane with his fixture. Yeah. Very tough. So, so there were a million transfers out before this game week for Kane and Son combined, which is crazy considering that there are only about four million active teams now. Yeah, no, that that is. I mean, I sold Son, and I, I mean, I didn't really want to, but I, mm-hmm. I was never going to captain Son. So. Yeah, that's it. For me, it was a captaincy yeah. thing. I was like, yeah. you know, that's where I'm, that's where I'm putting my transfers at the moment. Captain comes first. Anything else is a luxury, really. But I just can't not Captain Kane. He's no. he's a standout player. And, I mean, that's why I had had to keep him this week. I mean, obviously, I wish I'd gone for Chris Wood and then, then reversed it. But 
that was that was never going to happen. Don't we all? Yeah, but we got dis- differential picks then. So Harry, who's your differential for this week? So I've gone with with Gareth Bale. So he didn't start in the cup. Um, I think he'll start against Sheffield United. Um, he, ha- he isn't under the the thumb of Jose Mourinho anymore. So I expect him to start. And when he has played, he has looked really good. So I think against Sheffield United, there's good chance he can get something while everyone else is on Son and Kane. Nice. I like that. I like that. And especially if people have come off Son, maybe they can look at going back, yeah. to, back to Bale instead. Yep. Um, and what about you, Josh? Um, I've gone for Tiedemann's. Um, I just feel that he's flying under the radar a little bit at the moment. I think everyone's on Madison um, from a midfielder's perspective in for Leicester. But I think Thielen was really good recently. And um, yeah, just quite, I just like him as a player. I think he's a great footballer. If it wasn't for... Because there was a lot of talk before this game week that Phillips was back and then Jota was injured, but it turned out being the complete opposite. And I was looking at Tielemans in for Jota, if Jota was injured instead of Madison. So I do like that. Um, he's actually five points behind Madison for the season. Yeah, I mean, he's had a few penalties, hasn't he? Which obviously he won't get now that, now that Vardy's back. But yeah. yeah, I do like it. I like it, for, like it for his price. He's played a lot more minutes than Madison as well. But I think, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those where if you, if you want to, yeah, if you want to get rid of Jota or someone else, maybe Rafinha's not back. Um, I think he's, he, you know, he's he's a nice replacement with the with the Southampton fixture. Definitely uh, going under the radar a bit. Yeah, and my one is Luke Eiling. So it was one you had as your differential a few weeks ago, Josh. Um, he's a guy that I benched. So I managed to get bench points in a, in a blank game week. But yeah, he's got to get something before the end of the season. The defence looks better. He's got Brighton this week. Brighton away. I'm, I'm going to back Oling. I'm going to back your boy, Josh, and I'm going to start him in my FPL team. So, fingers crossed. I really crossed. do hope he gets that attack in return before the end of the season. Who will get it first, Brewster or Eiling? Neither. <laughs> both both <laughs> will see, happen. Ha- see, Harry speaks probably the truth there. <laughs> you don't think Brewster will score at all? I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to keep campaigning to official FPL to get his game, dod- Yeah, game week 35. Assist. At home to Crystal Palace, that's Brewster's goal, written all over it. Yeah, yeah, we will see. I I waited for it for a long time, Josh, and I played played Brewster a few times in my in my day. Um, but please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. You can join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code for that is 439HW9. Please find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FPL Surgery. You can subscribe on iTunes. I didn't even know iTunes was still a thing, but you can subscribe there and remember to rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email us fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com. So, Harry, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been really nice speaking to you. No, thanks for having me. Always so good to listen to you guys and to come on and chat FPL with you. It's just been great. Yeah, same. And, I mean, obviously, you you do streams on YouTube. You've just hit 20,000 followers on Twitter. Um, So how can people find you? Yeah, so FPL Tips with a Z on all social media, um, YouTube and Twitter mainly. Yeah, nice. No, thank you, Harry. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing your free hit because, obviously, me and Josh have wasted ours and... Yeah, it was a really interesting discussion on that and, you know, how you, how you approach it. And fingers crossed, you get massive gains from it. Let's hope so. And Cheers, Josh, Harry. And Josh, you just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.